and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. So in this scripture, Isaiah was ready for, uh, and he was available for God to use him. That's why he was able to say, here am I, use me. So apostle is always saying that God is looking for a man. So I just want us to pray and lift up our voices unto God and tell him that, Lord, I release myself unto your service. Father, use me, O Lord, Father, for your glory. Use me for your glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, O Lord, I worship your holy name. I magnify you, O Lord, Father. And we release ourselves unto you this morning, O Lord. We ask, O Father, that you use us, O Lord. Use us in a new way, Father. Use us, Lord, Father. Let your name be glorified through our lives, Lord. Father, even as how Isaiah was available, he was was ready to say that, Lord, here I am. Use me. Father, we present ourselves before you this morning, O Lord. We ask, O Lord, Father, that as we are here, Lord, we are willing vessels, O Lord, Father. Fill us up with your spirit, O Lord. Use us, Lord, this morning, Lord. Use us. Perform your signs and your wonders through us this morning, O Lord. Father, O Lord, we are ready, Lord. We are available, Father, to be used by you, O Lord. Father, let your glory and your name be magnified through our lives, O Lord. I pray, Lord, Father, that men will look at us, Lord, and that they will see your glory within us, O Lord. Father, O Lord, I ask, Lord, that you send us, O Lord. Send us to fulfill our purpose. Ask the Lord to send us to fulfill our purpose, to fulfill our assignment unto him, O Lord. Father, O Lord, send us to fulfill our assignment, O Lord. Father, we have come, Lord, we have come before you today, O Lord. We do not want to leave the same way we came. Father, we ask, O Lord, that you send us, O Lord. Send us to fulfill our purpose. Send us to fulfill our assignment, O Lord. Let our lives not remain the same, O Lord. We do not want to live an unfulfilled life, Lord. We ask, O Lord, Father, that you enable us, O Lord, to fulfill our purpose in you, O Lord. Let your name be magnified, Lord. Let your name be glorified, O Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name we've prayed. The next prayer point is from the book of 1 John chapter 2, verse 5. It says, But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know that we are in him. And verse 6 says, Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. In many ways, God has spoken to us this week. What's left is for us to go out there and obey. So let's pray for God to give us an obedient heart. That he'll give us a willing mind, a willing spirit to do his will, to do that which he has told us to do this week in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we bless you, Lord. We thank you for your word, O God. Your word says that if anyone obeys your word, that the love of God is truly made complete in us, O Lord. And this is how we know that we are in you, Lord. Lord, we pray for a heart of obedience. Lord, for every word that you have spoken to us this week, we pray for a heart of obedience, O Lord. We pray for a heart of obedience, O Lord. We pray for the young, Lord. We pray for the old, Lord. Give us a heart of obedience, Lord Jesus. Let nothing detract us from fulfilling our assignment, Lord Jesus. As you have spoken to us, O Lord, let the Holy Spirit bring to remembrance that which you have said to us, O Lord. Let us not just go away this week and forget that which you have told us, O God, but for the rest of our life, let your instructions transform us, O Lord. Let us be willing, O Lord. We pray against every spirit of disobedience, O Lord. We pray against every spirit of rebellion, O Lord that comes against your word in our life, O Lord, that comes against your word in our heart, O Lord, because we love you, Lord Jesus. We want to obey you, Lord. Help us 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 to do your will. Help us to fulfill your instructions. Let your word live in us. Let your word bring life to us, O Lord. Let your word come to life in us, O Lord of heaven, in Jesus' name. Help us to obey you in everything that we do, Lord. Help us to obey you, Lord. Lord, we want to live like you. Help us to live like you, Lord Jesus. 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 Help
Help us to live like you, Lord Jesus God. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. We worship you and we praise you for you alone are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name. My prayer point comes from Galatians chapter 5, verse 24 and verse 25. It says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I want us to pray that we will live lives that are Spirit-filled and Spirit-guided. It's very important for us as youth to make sure that we, youth and people who um, belong to Christ to make sure that we live lives that are worthy of the calling that we've received so I want us to pray that we will live a life that doesn't submit to its passions and desires or to temptation but live, live a life that is worthy of the calling that we've received and is guided by the Spirit in Jesus name Father we thank you so much for Jesus for the for the ability to be able to call you our Father for the ability to be children of God Lord I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we will not live lives that are guided by what we think or how we feel but Lord I pray that you help us to live lives that are worthy of the calling that we have received in the mighty name of Jesus fill us with your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus and guide us by your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Father we thank you because Lord we are meant to represent you Lord Jesus your spirit is in us so Lord I pray that we will reflect you in the mighty name of Jesus Lord I pray that every support everything in the mighty name of Jesus within us that you did not plant every desire every feeling every thought Lord Jesus we submit it and make it captive in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because of Jesus. We will not do anything that is subject to our sinful nature in the mighty name of Jesus. So I pray that you will guide us by your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us be spirit-filled in the mighty name of Jesus. You've imparted your spirit into us every single day this week. Lord, I pray that it will not be something that is just passing, but Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, you will fill us with your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you will fill us with your spirit, Lord Jesus. Let us be filled with your spirit so that it will overflow in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because we want to be able to do signs and wonders. We want to be able to heal. And we can't do that if we are still subject to our sinful nature. So Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that everything in the mighty name of Jesus, that is every vain thought, every vain imagination in the mighty name of Jesus, we submit it and we catch it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because, Lord, we rebuke every form of everything from the enemy that has been sent against us. And Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we will stand up and we will stand firm in our faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. All the time. Is it not wonderful that the children that we have carried from the womb, those that we have seen grown, they are now celebrating God. Hallelujah. You should keep on clapping. They are not in prison. Keep on clapping. They are not in prison. Keep on clapping. There are many things to praise God for. There are signs and wonders in our generation. Keep on clapping, praising, worshiping for all our youth. We had a great time throughout the week. Those parents that are not here, I don't know where you went. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has been good to us. That's all what I'm saying this morning. God has been so good to us. I was with, the, uh, uh, with them yesterday. The youth, let's use the word youth now, to, 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 to respect them indeed. Hallelujah. I was with them yesterday. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. We had uh, good food. Those of you that did not go. And we enjoyed ourselves. Hallelujah. But this morning, the psalmist says, What shall I render to the Lord for all that he has done for us? He said, I will lift up the cup of salvation. And I will call on the name of the Lord. I don't know how you want to lift up the cup of your salvation this morning. I don't know how you want to thank God for the children, for the youth that God has given to us. I don't know how you want to thank God for our husbands too that are youth in the Lord that God has given to us. I don't know how you want to thank God for us that God has given to us, ourselves that God has given to ourselves. So this morning we are going to worship Him with this great psalm. You know, I love the psalm. Hallelujah. Psalm 136. All what you just say, I'll just read. Give thanks to the Lord for His good. His love and just forever. The congregation, you must, His love. Begin to ponder on this great love of God that endures forever. Hallelujah. Give thanks to the Lord for His good. His love forever. Give thanks to the God of God. His love forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. His love wonders who by his understanding made the heavens who spread out the earth upon the waters who made the great lights it seems you are silent God made the great lights isn't it who made the great lights the sun to govern the day the moon and stars to govern the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. He brought Israel out, or Christ said Tabernacle out from among them. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder. And brought Christ's red tabernacle through the midst of it. But swept devil and Pharaoh and all his court and all his army into the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the desert. Who struck down great kings. And killed mighty kings. Shion king of the Amorites. And Og king of Bashan. And gave their land as an inheritance. An inheritance to his servant Christ the Tabernacle. To the one who remembered us in our low estate. And freed us from our enemies. And who gives food to every creature. Give thanks to the God of heaven. Give thanks to the God of heaven. Give thanks to the God of gods. For his love that endures forever this morning. Having that in your mind and giving thanks, let's begin to clap before we open the service this morning. Let God is enthroned in this meeting this morning. Begin to clap, shout, 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 sh
So you don't just just put your hand in your pocket, but with that public instruction. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So let's read together Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? For who shall stand in the He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart towards his faults, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Shall we sing Psalm 145? I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. So to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has said. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who pay him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name. Forever and ever. Amen.
Father. Thank you, Lord. For we have come by the power of the Most High God. And he's given us everything we need for life and for godliness. Through our knowledge of him. So my prayer is that the Lord will continue to fill us with the knowledge of who Jesus is. So that we can go out into the world and do just as he did. And finish our work.
everybody just lift their hands and worship the Lord. We give you praise, Jesus, for your wonderful work in our lives.
song to worship the Lord Most High. But we're going to take this song as a prayer Amen. before we move on to the next item for today. Amen. Power, power, power. 
the privilege of experiencing. Lord, should there be anyone here today who is yet to connect with you, we thank you for your spirit that convicts, your spirit that comforts, your spirit that restores. Reminded to say, restore unto us the joy of our salvation, Lord, and renew a right spirit within us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have worshipped. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I feel like just continuing in praise and worship, but the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So we're not just going to keep going on. Before you take your seats, welcome someone beside you in the name of the Lord. And please take your seats. to praise him so just very quickly we thought that it would be really really great to go through a recap of the week before we do our three step welcome for our special guest speaker today Um, just in case anybody wasn't able to attend throughout the week but also as a good reminder to those of us who were able to attend of the different things that God has taken us through in terms of the message and the messages that have come forth um, onto us from this altar and in all of our different sessions so I think we have a bit of a picture montage and my trusted assistant here Can we give her a round of applause? She's not shy. But she feels like she's shaking beside me, but she's not shy. I'm joking. You know, sometimes it's really, really challenging when you have to come here and speak to everybody. So I'd love to give a round of applause to all the young people in the house that have done that this week with boldness. And we owe a a great credit to Apostle and Reverend Omar for teaching us to be bold like the lions we are. We know that we are not chickens. We are. We are lions, but we are eagles. So 
we are very strong and we are bold and we get to do all of this fantastic stuff. So, I think what we're going to do is take it from day one. And Sister Lucy is going to be talking about the afternoon events. And I'll be doing a very quick recap on the evening events. Is our picture montage ready? Oh, is there no day session? Oh, there's no day session. Okay, before we go to the evening, I think you should still cover the day sessions. And then I will cover the evening sessions. So on Monday of our convention, we looked at the assignment. And I don't know if you remember the recap we had during the evening. Um, loads of us were put into teams and people were appointed as captains and they all had a sort of assignment. Some of them were assigned to sort of hinder um, the assignment that the groups were given. And I think one key lesson that was learned during the, that particular day session is the importance of going back to the giver of the assignment, the giver of our assignment, which is God. And on Tuesday, we looked at Esther and um, in particularly looking at how the, the assignment she had in particularly to save the Israel people, not just for her to be in the palace, but in particularly how God positioned her strategically for seeing the time in which they were, they were going to essentially be annihilated. And God used her um, during that time to fulfill that particular assignment. And on Wednesday, we had a careers fair, and I'm sure everybody enjoyed that. Um, we had various industry professionals that came, various company reps that came. There were panel sessions, there were Q&A sessions, and I even found out that some people were able to get really good work experience prospects during that time. So um, that was a great opportunity, and I'm sure that everybody who attended um, enjoyed that very much. Just to emphasize once again on the careers fair, one of the things that imp was impressed upon my spirit a number of years ago is that a lot of us young people in the church weren't aware of assessment centers and I always give this analogy I remember one of the youth had come to me and said oh they just did an assessment center an assessment center is part of an interview and most corporate you know offices kind of run this at graduate level and what happened they were asked the question if you were an animal what kind of animal would you be and obviously our young person responded, well, I would be a lion because I'm bold and I'd roar out the competition. And the assessment center leader said, oh, so you're a proud person who overtakes people and doesn't think of everyone and doesn't work as part of the team. And it was evident to me that we needed to have some kind of in-house training about these things to prepare and equip us when we do go for assessment centers for graduate positions. So one of our in-house HR representatives who works in um, one of the city law firms actually prepared some of the assessment center um, questions and activities that were done on the day. And on Thursday, we had a session on Daniel, and in particular, looking at how Daniel refused to defile himself, and him, him setting himself apart enabled him to fulfill the assignment that God sent him to do. And finally, on, oh, actually, um, second to last, on Friday, we had our My Sister's Keeper, My Brother's Keeper session. So during the session, we essentially had conversations, real conversations with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. 
And um, it was a real good opportunity for the older youth to impart to the younger youth because there are particular things that um, they have gone through that um, younger youth are going through at the moment and really glean on the sort of experiences they've had and the, and the wisdom they've gained over time in God and their experience in their journey. I'm going to Lisa, round of applause. Thank you. So, for the evening sessions, we had a number of youth speakers and were also ministered onto by Apostle A.T.B. Williams. So the theme for Monday's youth speaker was the assignment, what am I doing? And Deacon Amadu spoke to us um, about the assignment in a very creative way, but the key message that resonated with me was, look with... Ooh... everyone has forgotten look with courage envision with rigor and build with excellence then apostle took us through what the meaning of the first and second assignment was and he was talking specifically about how the lord had sent the 12 like in luke chapter 9 and then how he sent the 72 and we also have been sent to preach the kingdom to heal the sick and to cast out devils and just like jesus did we looked at acts chapter 10 verse 38 where he returned with power and we also from this convention in the mighty name of Jesus will return with power to our respective communities, neighborhoods, workplaces, and schools. On Tuesday, Sister Emanuela looked at the believer's assignment and she used a really fantastic um, analogy with a picture about enzymes. I haven't done science now for over 20-something years, so it really resonated with me because I love science. And she was looking again, expanding upon the concept of what you've been called to do and things that inhibit you from being able to fulfill what God has called you to do. And then God being the nucleus that enables you to achieve your assignment. Apostle then spoke to the fact that we are co-laborers with Jesus and also spoke about the fact that if we do not take our stand in the kingdom, then people will not hear what the message of Christ is. It took us through a number of scriptures in that regard. He also sets out for us um, seven things that we need to be aware of when it comes to fulfilling the assignment. The fact that we have superior authority, the fact that we um, are succinct, people that follow clear instructions quickly, the fact that we must fulfill our assignment, the fact that there is a reward for successful completion of our assignment and the fact that God reveals his assignment to us and equips us for the assignment that we have set above us but that it's very important that we offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice and that we separate ourselves from the law from the world sorry and humble ourselves before the Lord on Wednesday we had a really great panel session or a number of questions um, raised about you know issues pertaining to the assignment that we all have on this earth and Apostle then spoke to Daniel he said that sometimes there are two dimensions to decision making one is the one that you make on your own the other is the one you make as a group and the importance of us working with the Holy Spirit in fulfilling our assignment 
On Thursday, we had two youth speakers. One is our in-house Dr. Mary and also Sister Ola Luaide, who is a computer scientist that currently works in the social media space. Both of their sessions were underpinned by the theme, how temporary decisions can cause permanent damage. It was really, really interesting. The parts that really resonated with me were the elements around short decisions um, in in terms of sexual, you know, going out and sinning against the Lord could actually have a long-term impact in terms of your future life. So Dr. Mary kind of touched on the fact that as a doctor, she'd seen some of the consequences of people living an impure life and emphasized the importance of us living in purity and not making short-term snap decisions that will end us in destruction. And then Sister Olaluayade took us through the impact of social media. She touched on cyberbullying and the impact that posting and reposting and can I just say to everybody that is not a youth here I would like to emphasize the point because many of us weren't raised of social media we jumped on the bandwagon not necessarily understanding the impact of reposting somebody else's post and I think she touched on a case where someone had gone to prison actually for something they had posted online so making sure that we use social media in a positive way and also she touched on the fact that short-term decisions can also lead to fantastic long-term consequences so more specifically, she was speaking around, let's say, and I'm going to use Brother Toby, decided to go to Congo for missionary. We could create an NFT and raise funds, and an NFT is a non-fungible token, raise funds through our NFT to sponsor his mission trip, essentially. And it makes me think of the book of Acts chapter 2, where they all gave as they all had need, right, to support the body of Christ. And there's so many things we can do with technology that enable us to do that. But the final thing she said that resonated with me was even using platforms like the metaverse. So we currently use Zoom for our daily prayers. You know, one day maybe we'll be using the metaverse to reach out to, to, you know, the, the world in terms of the message that Christ has given us. Apostle then took us through a, a character in the Bible who is Samson, short-term decision that ended in his eyes being gouged out. Apostle described the gouging out of Samson's eyes three times. So if it didn't resonate with you, it surely resonated with me, especially the fact that there were no anesthetics. And when his eyes were gouged out, and imagine all because he sold his life to somebody that, you know, was out to kill him, essentially, and take his strength. On Friday, we had a wonderful drama production that was delivered by our in-house drama team. And I think the two main storylines in the drama were covering people who... You know, as the book of Jeremiah says, when I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I set you apart. And in Jeremiah's situation, he was set apart to be a prophet. One of the things I wanted to take out from the drama, an apostle, I'm noting it, because we need to still do something in this house. So during the play, do you remember, it seemed like the play was ending because Deacon Mada started asking questions in the audience. Does everybody remember? And then it was like, oh no, it was a part of the play. 
Did any of you look around when he asked the question? So he asked two questions, the first of which was, how many of you know what your assignment is on this earth in terms of your secular world responsibilities? So everybody stood up and people remained standing who didn't know what that assignment was. And it felt like we had about 30% of people in the congregation who were still standing then he told everyone to sit down and he asked how many of us know our assignment in terms of what God has called us to do. And I think of Ephesians chapter 4. God has set us apart, right? So some of us to be um, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. How many of us know what God has called us to do? Everyone stood up and people who knew sat down. And I kid you not, 90% of the congregation was still standing. And I'm not sure if we understand how strategic this timing is for us, right? If 90% of us still don't know what God has called us to do, then we have a great work set before us. And it's my prayer in the mighty name of Jesus that this convention has been a call to action, right? And it's inspired you to actually go back to your closet and seek the face of God about what your mandate is. Because... I can't walk without my legs. Do we agree? Right? I can't walk without my legs. My legs have a part to play. And the Bible talks about the body of Christ, physically like a body, right? So if Sister Lucy doesn't know her part to play, the body of Christ cannot advance. I can, with my hands, do as much as I want to do, but if the legs are not moving me forward, does everybody understand the analogy? So we owe ourselves a duty. We need to take this as our responsibility. It's not Apostle's responsibility. It's not Reverend Omer's responsibility. It's not Pastor Liz's responsibility. It's your responsibility. God is calling you. That doesn't mean you have to be up here leading a congregation. The fact is you can be a teacher and in your neighborhood you teach people. And this is how the Church of Christ was in the book of Acts. I remember reading about... um, is it Aquila and Priscilla who they were running away I've forgotten the character so forgive me they were running away during persecution but on the way to Rome they were building churches is Aquila I want the name yeah Philip okay I don't want to get it wrong and I don't like to be fake sometimes we forget (laughs) but um, the fact I'm trying to pull out is that even in the midst of persecution the early day church were dedicated to building churches as they went along the way to preaching the word and not waiting for the apostle to come and do it for them so each of us has a role to play and this is what the drama really ministered to me and we thank God in the end both of our characters came back to Christ and were able to go on to fulfill their respective assignments so apostle then led us through prayer that day and promised promised us today that he will be taking us through a second character with other meaty things that are to come yesterday we had our youth away day some of us got home at three o'clock and woke up at six (laughs) 
<laughs> so many of us were very tired, but we thank God we had, you know, the vigor and the strength to engage in a number of team building activities. I think this picture makes the archery look easy. It's not easy. It was very difficult, and our team only scored one. But at the end of all of the activities, I think this is a very good picture, it was the yellow team that won. So give yourselves a round of applause. And then we had, uh, <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> so one of the activities we had to put on this sumo wrestling suit. By the way, I did all of the activities. My afro became scattered along the way. And this morning, Brother Raymond had to help me stand up because my knees have lost mobility. <laughs> but I refuse to age in Jesus' name. <laughs> It was a really great session of fellowship as well between all of us. And we all got to have a session with Reverend Omar, a session with Apostle, where we got to ask really, really deep and meaningful questions about life and how we could better, you know, our prospects in life. It was a really good session. And that concludes our report, because now we're in Sunday. We just had praise and worship, and it was amazing. <laughs> So, thank you very much for listening. Without any further ado, I'd like to ask all of us to undertake number one as we begin to invite number two, Apostle A.T.B. Williams, number three, to take the sermon for us today. Amen, Pastor Elizabeth, um, Sister Lucy, my, let's put our hands together for them. My eyes have waited for 32 years, and now I begin to see our convention next year will not be in these premises. We are going to gather 1,000 youths in the United Kingdom of various races from Asian, British, Asian, Asian to British, British, African, British, Caribbean, British, and Abekuta British. Amen. Because Abekuta is a country, I don't know why they are still in Nigeria. Well, we have had a week of outpouring and also direction given, impartation. I miss some of you who should have been with them, with the youth to help them. And today I'm going to address that, which is what is your assignment on earth? Shall we bow our heads to pray? Our God and King, we thank you so much. We bless you for your grace that have led us thus far. And we thank you for the future that is greater than today. For what we have seen is so little compared to what is unseen. For the Bible says, no eyes have seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what you have prepared for those who love you. But you reveal it by your spirit. And so we thank you for the revelation of next year. We thank you for the preparation of your coming. 
which heaven is so much engaged in at this time. We thank you for the manifestations of the earth too, that we are seeing serious preparation to receive the Lord. And Lord, we pray for the church of God, that you grant insight, illumination, and understanding. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, some are buying and selling, going to parties, and having fun. Though so it shall be when Jesus will come. Like a thief in the night, he will break through the sky. They say, blessed are those who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. And Lord, we pray that you will grant understanding to everyone under my voice today. So that they will be able to prepare all of us together, ready for the Master's calling. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Amen and amen. Let's be seated for a few minutes. Today, my intention is to start preaching at 10.30. So, this period that I'm coming up to you is already uh, 42 minutes out of my preaching time. But nevertheless, why did I not interrupt? Because there was high praise and the presence of God was so tangible in this meeting. And when people praise God and God shows up, anybody who is of the Spirit allows God to please himself. Because he says that I will do what I please. And because in the midst of God's praise is the manifold blessing of God that people contact and they do not know. When God told Moses to come to the mountain, Moses went to the mountain, he saw the glory, but he never saw himself. Little did Moses know that his face has changed. Having been on the mountain with God for 40 days and 40 nights, Moses went back to the people, but the people could not behold his face, because his face was shining like the sun. But to Moses, his face is his face. But to those who are looking at him, it was blowing like the sun that they couldn't look at the face of Moses. And they have to use a veil to cover his face. Even from the veil, he's still shining through. So whenever God shows up in a meeting, you may not have the knowledge of it, but he was there. And whenever people praise God with their hearts, you see God's presence. But then, <clears throat> anybody who is under God's presence, you cannot be there for nothing because something from God will have rubbed on you. But those who are more sensitive, who are really sensitive that his presence is there, they are people who excel above others because they can tap into the glory so that their whole heart can, can you know, totally you know, plug into the worship or prayer and they get more blessings. We have been talking about the assignments this week. The assignments. I told you seven things that you must consider when you talk about the assignments. Uh, when you talk about any assignment, especially we are talking about the assignment of God. The scriptures easily to give you understanding about the assignment of God is 2 Peter 1.3. It says God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. And that scripture tells you and I that every human being on earth God gave them two assignments, major assignments. One is for their life, which is career, business, anything you take to. The other thing is for God, which, is the, which can only be achieved by those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. 
But our focus this week is not on the first one, which is for life. Our focus this week is for godliness, because among us, we know that we have achieved for life. This house has no need of any teaching again when it comes to choosing a career, forging your career, and getting successful. And I was so elated this week when, you know, all the guest speakers are members of this church. The doctor who spoke, which is she's still a youth, also less than 29, you know, probably within 25, uh, 26 or whatever. She was raised among you. She's a medical doctor now in her youth age and practicing. And she came to address the youth. The one who is in computer field, she is also a youth. She came in and addressed you. And when you had the, the, the forum where you brought in uh, companies to come and address the younger ones, among them are professionals among you. And so we have the professionals who are successful among the youths within the band of the youth, which is 30. And everybody was used. But then, beyond that, let me ask you, what is your spiritual assignment? It would be very strange for a born again not to be able to answer the question accurately. It would be very, very strange, not strange, odd too. Because that's the first thing you learn when you are born again. And that is the theme, Peter, uh, Luke 10, 2, that you have. Let's look at the Luke 10, 2 again. Together, we read it. Shall we? He told them, hey, 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 this, even if I come down, Pastor Sidney, watch my timing. I must stop speaking in our 15 minutes. Read these scriptures. What did he say? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Stop that now. So, we explained this in the week. The harvest is plentiful. Everywhere is harvest. In your office is harvest. Your business partners are harvest. Whom Jesus died for. You talk to them about many things, but you don't talk about Jesus. If Jesus comes today, what will happen to you? That's the end of all matter. You have no more breath of life to have another day. Oh, what would you say? Can you give me an excuse that you didn't have people to share with? But you talked with them about football. You spoke with them about who is going to be the next prime minister in England. You had time to speak all those things with them. Some of them had issues of life. You spoke with them, you never mentioned Jesus. You advised them, you never told them that it's the Holy Spirit of God that is speaking through me. So that they may inquire more about what is the Holy Spirit. And you can open up the gospel of salvation. Your classmates in school. Your lecturers in school. You could discuss many things with them. You see, if you have people you have discussed with, whether your office mates or your, your school mates and stuff like that, then you have no excuse before Jesus to say that you did not have an opportunity to fulfill the assignment. Look at the next verse of that scripture. Verse 3. Shall we read it together, please? So, what is that? That word go. What is that? 
What is that in the context of what you have studied this week? Say it again. Say it again. And I told you the first thing about an assignment is that it's succinct. That's the first thing about assignment. An assignment is written in plain language or spoken in plain English. That has been succinct. So Jesus said to you to go. So that's your first assignment. So if you're a Christian, you can never say, I don't know my assignment by God. It's not possible. You must be lying to say that. Because somebody going is what brought you to salvation. And you two have been told to do what? Go. So let's saturate, let this saturate your brains during this new year. I want this meeting next year, I want to take it out to a camp meeting. That's the vision God showed me. The Lord told me, and I've written it down, that we will raise 1,000 youths of various backgrounds in England, which will represent our ratio in England. Are you with me now? Not just black youths. There are a lot of white youths who are suffering even worse than the black youths are. Nobody talks about those groups. So, you have been sent already because he said go. And he said the reason is because there is harvest for you. Everywhere he occasioned, God orchestrates this, the environment for you to speak. So that's the first thing. So, your first assignment as a Christian is to go and tell somebody. Beginning from your testimony of, of your life, speaking the good things God has done for you, and says, Ah, oh, you are very fortunate. And then you say, No, I'm not fortunate. There's someone behind it, his name is Jesus. And then you be, before he even said yes or no, you are telling him about Jesus straight away. But you know, you who have an assignment must also know that assignment is made legible, and the instrument of your assignment is the Bible. So you must know the Bible, you must read the Bible, you must study the Bible. You never succeed in your academics without reading. So, why would you not read the Bible? So you understand you take that very serious now. So that you can fulfill your assignment. The, before I go through with you the seven things I told you, the issue is that the second assignment you are given is the Ephesians that Pastor Elizabeth read to you. Ephesians tells us in chapter 4 verse 7 that he, you know, that to each one of us manifestation is given as Christ apportioned it. Yes? Okay, so, and then verse 11 tells you about the five manifestations, which is the ministry call that I live for Holy Ghost Convention. But let's go further in this. That is the second assignment of a man. But you see, <clears throat> Pastor Lizzie was speaking about the book of Acts chapter uh, 8. Bible says persecution arose in, in Jerusalem against the church. And the people ran for their lives. And as they were running for their lives, they could not meet again. Imagine something happened in England and you cannot meet in this cathedral anymore. Will you still be a Christian? And when you are going, whether they are going, they are hunting to kill you and to shoot you down. Like it happened in Nigeria. There are some Christians in the northern part of Nigeria. Some folks just gathered themselves and began to raid them. And the Christians are on the run. They became refugees before you know it. Your, your news may not be talking about that, but that is what is imminent. I saw some of them alive, set on fire, and burned to death. I'm not talking about 10 years ago. I'm talking about this season that we are talking about. Burned to death. I saw a family, you know, led by these people, father, son, and all children, 
lining them up, and they were stoning them, and stoning them, and stoning them in the name of God, until they stoned them to the outskirts of the town, and they, they pushed them into a ditch, and alive, they set them on fire in Nigeria. So if that happens in England, what would be of your portion? So, now, others took to their heels, and they fled, and they were homeless. But what happened is that Philip, in his homelessness, in his pursuit and running, he began to share the gospel. Anybody he meets, he shares the gospel. Anybody he meets, he shares the gospel. Anybody he meets, he shares the gospel. That is your assignment. How many people pass beside you, and you interact with, you never tell about Jesus? Can you say you love Jesus when you can't talk about him? When you fall in love with man, have you not told everybody about that man you fall in love with? When you have opportunities, maybe you had first class, you have distinction, do you not say it to everybody? So don't let the devil steal your mouth from this day. That is your son. But we read it that the, uh, the, the meeting of um, Philip... He spoke to somebody, and then another person came in Samaria. Another person came, another person came before you knew the whole Samaria was gathered. That is the manifestation of this gift of Christ. You will never manifest as a minister if you are not committed yourself to the assignment. You know, I told you in my own days when I was a young man like you, you asked from, from Mommy Omar when I was in courtship with her. She would tell you this God first. For Alfred, God first, I love the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. My relationship never come between me and God. My relationship with her. And because she saw that that is my stance, she quickly called the fire. She quickly called the fire. Because you won't find me if you, do, if you stand between me and God. If it's marriage, let the marriage stay. That is me. And I will recommend that to everybody. Take off my, my echo, please. I would recommend that to everybody. Because, you know, I met my wife on earth. And I will leave her on earth. So, how can what I met on earth hinder my eternity? Jesus says, if you are right, I will make you sing. God, it out. You are better enter heaven with no eye than to enter hell with two eyes. So, whether your husband or your wife cannot stop you. The Bible says that women should obey their husband as of Christ. And I said this to you in marriages. If your husband leads you contrary to what Christ is, say no. If he says he's going, the door is open that he came in through. Same thing your wife. Oh, I'm going. You can't threaten me with that. Before you say it, door was never shut. Anything that will take you from Christ hates you. And you must not accept it. Are you with me now? So also you must not allow your persons looking for money to hinder you from the set goal. You can do without anything on earth because everything on earth did not come with you. You got them along the way. Nakedly you came, naked you were buried, and if you are buried in the best coffin, you know, there are some friends of man. They never visit you when you are alive. Because they don't leave their abode. Because by the command of God, all men will come and meet them there. They are called maggots. 
before your coffin is let down, there is celebration in the kingdom of maggots. That our friend at last has come. The moment they drop your coffin, how they enter into the coffin, don't worry. They will command their friends inside you that have been living there to come out. So the maggots inside will eat you out from inside out and make way for the maggots outside. And they demolish that body. And you know what? What will be left of you when that happens to you? And you are standing before the one who sent you to the earth. Who before you can never talk about how rich you are. You can never talk about how intelligent you were. The judge of the whole universe. In the presence of who? All what you are in the world is really relevant to him. But what you did with what he gave you for the world in his own kingdom. May you never be speechless on that day. Let everybody wake up. I got a good news from India. One of our sons, brother Joel, is it Joel? Josh? Josh? Samuel? Brother Samuel had an encounter. How old is brother Samuel? Eh? 15. His mother went to his bed to wake him up. And his mother discovered that he was not breathing. His legs were cold, frozen. Please take care of this echo. His leg was frozen. So the mother took the leg and shook him. Samuel, Samuel, it's time for school. He, sh- he woke up suddenly. Why did you wake me up? Why did you wake me up? He said. He said, Why did you wake me up? I was in heaven. I was standing in the presence of Elijah. He wanted to show me a secret and you wake me up. He got angry and went to the dad and complained to the dad. Why did mommy come to wake me up? Elijah just told me that he wants to show something to me and then mommy wake me up. The dad said, but you have to go to school. You know something with Jesus? In your hours of prayer, tell him. He will come back and show you. He will send Elijah again. He will tell you. So he said, all right. He, started, he kept on his hour of prayer. And you know, it's every one of you I thought about hours of prayer, isn't it? Yes, don't, I don't want to raise your hand. How many of you observe it? Those who observe it know it. You can't say you were not told. You cannot say you were not told. When it comes to power of God, the same discipline it takes you to succeed in academics, greater discipline it takes you for God to use you. So he continued in the hour of prayer, asking the Lord that you take him back. About probably the third day, he slept again, and then he was taken back. Exactly. Um, Elijah appeared to him and said, yes, I was going to show you the other time. Come. And he said, look down. And when he looked down, he saw people screaming in fire. Hell. And he enlarged the spectacle so that he can see. And he saw names of people. But those names, he could not read them. All right? He could not read those names. But he said, I wanted to read the name, but I cannot read the names. And then Elijah said, okay, come. And he 
took him to the spectacular in heaven. And he said, in heaven, angels were moving left and, and, and you know, right and left and center. Everybody was walk, moving as if they are preparing for something. He now asked Elijah, what is this? These people are preparing for something. He said, yes, they are preparing for the return of Jesus. Then he showed him the trumpeters. You remember I told you when I was taken to heaven? The angels got created to blow the trumpet. They will do no more assignment. That is only the assignment all these ages that they have been made. And the young man said, they are ready with their trumpet. And then Elijah said, tell them I am coming soon. That is interesting. What theology is that? I am coming soon. What he's saying to you is that the Lord will come before him. Because if you read these revelations, when I taught you about the book of Revelation, I told you, after Jesus comes and we are raptured, then Elijah and Moses will come to Israel. That will be in the time the beast reigns. And they will come. An angel will fly throughout the whole world, preaching the gospel of salvation. You, you know, we went through it in Revelations, from Revelations uh, uh, 13, 14, you know, to 19. Alright? And then Elijah and Moses will be slaughtered by the Antichrist. And their bodies will be left in Jerusalem. And there will be a global free ticket to go and watch them. And on the third day, the Bible says, before the eyes of everyone, they will rise up again. Let them cut their body to pieces, the body will come back again, and they will rise up again. And before the eyes of people, they will ascend to heaven. It is after then, chapter 19 will be fulfilled, when the Lord Jesus will come, leading the army of God. So the boy saw what many have not seen. But you know about the boy? Hours of prayer. The scriptures you are given every day, study with his heart. The clock of this world is almost over. He said, really, they showed him a clock. He says, that clock that they showed him. You know, when you have a big clock, it's going to tick, tick for minutes. You know, tick, tick, tick. No, seconds. It will first go tick, 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 60 times, and then it's a second. He said that that clock, when it makes a tick, is one hour. That one second is one hour. And it just goes. That is, it is the clock is now hastening up for the coming of the Lord. I can give you seven hours exposition on this, from what is happening in the whole world. Tell me a nation that has peace. Now, fire in where there is no fire, there was no fire. Fire burn in England. We don't have fire burn here. We don't have fire burn here. Look at Paris. Everywhere is ablaze. Really fire can happen anywhere now in Europe. This is a country of snow. It's not a country of drought. And if anybody tells me that this thing is global warming, I say that, I'm so sorry for you. The globe has not warmed since it was created. If you believe that it's global warming, you have been deceived. We globe is warming. The way God created this globe, it recycles itself. Which warming? Satan does not want people to point finger to the fact that the size of the end is happening fast. The globe is warming. Let me give you a little, a little indication. Those of you who are scientifically inclined, I speak now from the point of science. 
When I was, when I was studying Judaism many years ago, and as for Judaism, I observed the ephemeris, you know. But one of the things we are told is that there will be, a time is coming that the world will combust. Because of all this ozonlia, the preaching and all the stuff that is happening, which I really defy. But let me tell you, the now estimated time for the globe to combust is 2050. How many years to come? That the globe will combust. If they continue with this, let me tell you, whether you use uh, solar energy to produce electricity, or you use sand energy, and you begin to turn sand to energy, Combustion, internal combustion of the world is not a realistic scientific theory. It is a, it is a, it a, it is a hypothesis. And it stops in the region of hypothesis because it does not have scientific basis to prove it. But we know that in the book of Peter, 1 Peter 3, we read it, that the world will combust by the fire that will come out of Jesus. Suddenly the earth will combust. So, what is God sending that young man? Time is running out. Make every opportunity to be a joint here with Christ. All right, okay, okay, okay. Let me just run you through this. Everyone have assignment, therefore. Number one, I told you, assignment must be sanctioned. Succinct, which is must be plainly written. Number two, assignment must be followed by clear instruction. When an assignment is given, the breakdown of the assignment will be given to you by the one who assigned you. Number three, instructions given for assignment must be followed up by actions. You have to follow up the instruction of your assignment. Number four, you must fulfill your assignments. You must not die without fulfilling your assignment. Because it is like a student who did not study and you must do exam. You know what those students do? They will eat the back of their barrel. You know, they take their pen. When others are writing, they will be eating the back of the pen. Because they will try to think but they'll be thinking into a place where there's no information. Assignment must be fulfilled. Number five, there is a reward for successful completion. You must know this. Number six, God reveals assignment to those who walk in his ways. And number five, God equips you for every assignment. Now, for the first assignment spiritually, you don't need explanation. But for your second assignment, which is your calling, it is a mystery. And Second Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Let's read that together very quickly. 2 Corinthians 2, 9. Shall we? Verse two, chapter 2, verse 9. Shall we read this together, please? However... Alright, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, and no eyes have seen and no mind has conceived 
what God prepared for those who love Him. Now, the verse 2, let's see what it says. But, shall we? But God. So, where is your assignment? Where is it revealed into? It's in the Spirit. God revealed it to us by the Spirit. Does that not mean that God has revealed to you your assignment? That's what it means. But where is it in your, in your existence? It's in your spirit. A man is a spirit. I live in the body and I have a soul. That is the composition of man. Say after me, man is a spirit. No, I am a spirit. I live in the body and I have a soul. So this scripture says God revealed it not to your body. Because what comes to your human mind is what comes to your body. He revealed it to you in your spirit. Because spirit speaks to spirit. So when you are coming on earth, Holy Spirit put it in your spirit. What God has assigned you to do on earth. Now, let me help you know this. How can you know your assignment therefore? You know, assignment is succinct. We know that all of us are called and sent. But to have now understanding of the regulations that follow the statement of assignment. So that you can fulfill your assignment. To know that, you will agree with me that you have to be able to access your spirit man through the Holy Spirit that revealed it to your spirit. Do we get that now? Come on now, church, answer me. If you don't answer me, I'll keep on preaching. And you know with me, a day like this, I want to be preaching for 30 minutes, but if you don't answer, I will preach you until you answer. You must understand what I'm telling you. Because this is more important than your business and your career. You give me a million pounds, it's useless to me. Are you with me? I'm not interested in your money. I'm interested in your soul and your eternity. Because when you get to heaven, nobody will say to Apostle Williams, I didn't know. That day, you say, I don't know. They will play the message I approach when I explained it. But I want to believe that you will not be among those who will say, I didn't know. So, assignment is succinct. God reveals assignments by the Holy Spirit to the spirit of man. Don't forget that. So how can natural man understand his own spirit? The only way which you also address in the week is to go back to the drawing board of the one who designed you and ask him, he is the only one who can tell you or who can give you access to your spirit. You know, many people say they are confused about this, they are confused about that, you know, and so they live. And it's strange when Christians are confused. It is very strange to me. However, because you know how to deal with confusion. So, if God revealed it by the Holy Spirit and then into your spirit, and Jesus gave you the Holy Spirit, and in the book of John 16, it says that, I have many things to tell you, but the Holy Spirit in verse 12, when He comes, He will reveal to you all things. So, therefore, the only way you can know the details of your assignment is by the Holy Spirit. Go back to that first Corinthians, please. I'll finish this. But God you told you, yeah, the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, which is mystery. Even the deep things 
of God. So you can see vision of tomorrow about your life. You can see it. I've told you those of you who are not engaged, you can see the person you marry before you go into it. God took me to heaven and showed me my married dates two years before. And it was so. Everybody I saw in that revelation, I saw them on marriage. Even as they took light, I saw it there. The person who, who remedied it, I saw it there. And it happened so. And you know that I was a youth at the time. So you have no excuse. No excuse. But not all youth in my time were like that. Because why? Some of them choose to pursue some things that are not the substance, the shadow. Today, some of them will come to me when I go to Nigeria, asking me what their God is saying. I didn't think about that. We were both raised together in the church. We had the same message. It's what you do with what you hear that distinct you and make you what you would be. Not your boldness, not your faith. It is what you do with assignment. Jeremiah said to God, I cannot go. God said, look, Jeremiah, come, open your mouth. He put the Bible into him. He said, eat it and swallow it. He ate it, it was sweet in his mouth, bitter in his belly. Then he now showed him the vision again. He said, what did you see? He said, I can see an almond tree. God said, yes, you can see correctly because you cannot see without the word of God. You cannot understand without the manual buried in your spirit, man. Why was I not confused like all my mates were confused? I sought the Lord. I esteemed him above everything. 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 He's the same God yesterday. Today. And you understand this that my youth age is not different from your youth age. The same devil attack all of us. Are we together now? So God revealed by His Spirit. The Spirit of God such all things of God. Even the deep things of God. The deep things of God. And He went for us to help you understand the next verse that for no man who among man knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit within that man. He said so. If it's in the same way. No one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So your, the assignment God gave you, it is God's thought for you. God's thought towards you. He said, I know my thought towards you, said to Jeremiah. Thoughts to give you hope and a future. That's what he says. So, for you to know the thoughts, you must connect with the God who wrote the thought. The Holy Spirit who searches the thoughts of God. You can know anything, everything that you care to know. Everything you care to know. Then look at it. The next verse says... We have not received the spirit of this world, but the spirit from God. So that what? Shall we read that verse again together? So that I can't understand you. I'm coming down again. You didn't read. Read the scripture, the word of God. Read it. There is power in it. Come on now. Uh huh. So what is the purpose of the Spirit of God? What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? I want someone to look at another person and tell him, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is what? To understand. Say it again. To understand. Say one more time. To understand. So how could you say you don't understand? 
say he will give you in your own time. He says he has given you the Holy Spirit. So whatever is between you and the Holy Spirit, may the Lord destroy it. Worldliness is what occupies the mind of some people. He crushes the Spirit of God in man. He makes you look like a powerless man at the mercy of elemental spirit that should see you and run. They begin to mess the life of a Christian. It should not be. Because God gave you the Holy Spirit to understand what God has freely given you. You can access it. The price is not money. The price is the Holy Spirit. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And then you will understand. And someone say, I don't know what is wrong with me. Because you do not want to know. Oh, some witches are, which witches? Which witches? Where did you see that here? Oh, some people are trying to block me. Which people? Which people? Who made those people? That's it. Or oh, someone promised you that, if not for me, you will not be what you are. And someone says that, I will make sure I frustrate you in this place. I, I wish God would let me go and walk. Oh, yes. Because some of you, the, some cases you bring to me, they don't need to go to, to uh, HR. You decree overnight. You go back to office the second day. The madness in that man will have run out of him. Instead of going to, to call uh, uh, HR, if I was, everybody was like, HR won't have job to do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Somebody told you in the office. They can, they can abuse you, you don't reply. They can say all manners of nothing. But when they talk against God, pastor was there one day when I was sitting among the people in the Baptist church. They were talking all manners of nothing. I kept quiet. But when they talk against God, I say, hey, you will not talk again in this place. I'm out. No more meeting. I dissolved that meeting myself. And the meeting is about me to determine about me. You can talk nonsense, but not against God. What do you mean that you cannot hear? You cannot, uh, somebody is blocking you. Or oh, somebody promised you do. Someone say you are fired. <laughs> but if you are blundered too and messed up, you can take your fire and, re- re- and go. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Speak faith in the name of the Lord of hosts by the Spirit of God. And then verse 16 says, shall we read it together please? Read that scripture. But who? The person reading to you, did he read the the word as we have? Read it again. Turn to somebody and read that scripture. Let eagles fly again. I say let eagles fly again. Let elephant rise up from the ground. And grow wings like eagles and begin to fly again. Let the weak say what? Let the sick say what? Let the confused say what? I have direction. Who is trying to blow cold air on you? Let the heat in you counter the clue holder. What are you talking about? You have the mind of Christ. Put the mind of Christ in you to use. 
as far as Apostle Williams is concerned, if any man can go to heaven on earth, why not me? When he did not take aeroplane to heaven, which I cannot afford. What he used to go to heaven, I also have him, is the Holy Spirit. If someone can fulfill anything the Bible says on earth, as far as I'm concerned, why not me? From my infant, I have that attitude. If angel can appear to my spiritual mother, what is wrong with my eyes? I will go to my knees and I will be crying before God. What is wrong with my eyes? I can't see angels. I can't see angels. What God has used me to do among you, who has he challenged like that? Then, until you are challenged like that, you cannot operate the shoes. You can't. It's not by zeal. <laughs> it's not by zeal. Connect your mind with the mind of Christ. The Bible says Jesus knelt before God. He was praying and he was weeping. Not once, not twice. Not once, not twice. With passion before the Father. Why do you allow your passion to be provoked by the devil? Devil give you a blow that you are crying. Why you never cry before God? It, is, it should be opposite. If devil give you a blow, give him two blows. Not cry. That cry, it is supposed to be before the Lord on your knees. Because of your passion for him. And then you will know. In conclusion, let me encourage you guys. Because I'm going to another week of a long and real teaching. Write these scriptures down. Things you need to do to be able to understand your assignment and fulfill. One, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Number two, separate yourself from the world. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. God's will is good, is pleasing, and is perfect. But you can know it. But you have to separate yourself from the world. You know, I told, you know, yesterday the youth asked us a lot of questions, the young men, the women, uh, young women and stuff like that. But one of the things that I know that a number of youths ask, not all youths, because some youths, a good number of youths already have passed that border long ago here. How do we know, you know, a worldly dressing? You know, that question is strange. No. If you don't know it, do you have the Holy Spirit in you? If you do, really, do you have the Holy Spirit in you, you must know it. That's the question. The Bible says in the book of, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 I think it's Second um, Peter 5, 3 or so. Uh, Peter, let me, get that, let me get that for you. In the book of Peter. It says, no, First John five five eighteen, First John five eighteen. It says, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one born, 
of God keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm him. The King James says, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. You get it now? And the evil one cannot harm him. So if you cannot know which dress to wear, how to dress, the evil one will harm you. It's so simple. You can't pray. Your prayer will stop it. Because the area of dressing properly is a common sense thing. Non-believers who have highest moral standard, they know it. Someone is saying that how do we, it's because you are lying. You know it. Because is your heart not convicting you when you are dressing that way? Do you see anybody that is not insane wearing rag? Yeah. In Africa, madmen wear rag. In a short time, the same mass spirit of Africa introduced it to Europe very recently. And people started wearing rag. Even educated people wear these torn jeans. Isn't it? You think now? Everybody wore clothes. They covered their nakedness. That's the primary purpose of clothing. Now, you now wore clothes. Your bumps is torn. Your laughs is torn. Your knee is torn. Tell me, which spirit live in you? Answer. Answer. Which spirit live in something like that? Say it loud. I can't hear you. Somebody dressed with suit and tie or a sketch suit, Pastor Debbie, come up, please. Look at. You see how she's dressed? Did you see her back, her neck, her breast? You look at. And another person dressed like her, it looks very much replica. The trouser is torn here. It's torn here. It's torn here. It's torn here. It's torn here. And torn that way. When you see both of them standing, who do you think is a reasonable woman? The one with rag? Answer me, church. So, which spirit is in that one in rag? Thank you. Say it loud. Are you afraid of the devil? May Satan not shut your mouth. I say which spirit is in that one who wore rag? The one who dressed well, which spirit is in her? The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Please sit down, If you know how not to take poison, you know the right dress if you are sincere. Lying spirit is what makes a person ask question. How do we know the limit? Don't know the limit. Go beyond the limit. Then you see the man behind the limit. The, your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. If the devil devour anybody, it does not affect the pastor. I live my life fine. If the devil devour anybody, it's his own business. If you come, I can only sympathize with you. Oh, well, enjoy it a little bit more. As long as you learn the lesson... If you haven't learned the lesson, I say, okay, carry on with your enjoyment. When you learn the lesson of repentance, then, you know, we can't cast the demon, demon out of anybody. Understand me. 
So those of you who want to know the will of God, your body must be offered as living sacrifice. And then humility is the third one. Humble yourself in the sight of God and He will exalt you. He says, For by the grace God has given me, Romans 12:3, I say to everyone, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Puff up, puff up, me, 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 stop it. There are people who made you. If you are made and they are making noise, what will those who made you do? But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with measure of faith God has given you. You know, you know, okay. I want us to stand up together, please. You know, step one. I've not seen you, if you are just looking at me, where were you during the week? Where were you during the week? All of you now, you see yourself. Step one. Step two. Step three. That way is not my own way. Step three. Where were you? Step one. Step two. Step three. Galatians 2, 24, 26, and we will pray over that. What does it say? Shall we together put it on board for us? You are still doing step three. <laughs> Amen. Shall we read this together? Those chapter 5, 24 to 26. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step. Then let us not. Uh huh. Hallelujah. Let me have the choir. I want you to lift up your voice and say, Lord, take the limits of my life. Tell the Lord to take the limit of your life. Break every limit the devil has imposed on you. Tell the Lord, set me free. I belong to Jesus. Lord, I subdue my flesh. I subdue my flesh, my sinful nature, dead in me in the name of Jesus. Every passion of the world, every desires of the world, let them be dead. Every worldliness, take them out. I want beyond now. Tell the Lord, kill every desire in me. Every desire in me that is of 
Jesus. Set the cat. Lift up your voice. Let me hear you pray. Let the captive be set free. Let the limits of the devil be taken out. Let the captive be set free. Let the captive be set free. Let the mountain be removed. Shackles be broken in the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord. Anyone that is not saved, I break into your heart in the name of Jesus for salvation. I decree every cloud of every cloud of depression, every cloud of infirmity, every cloud that binds you, every chain of the devil, I command it to be broken in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lift up your voice and worship him. Hallelujah, Lord. I want to sing this song and watch the words of the song.
to you. Receive power in the name of Jesus. With the wings of eagle, soar to the highest height of God. Manifestations of the Spirit, receive in the name of Jesus. The habit of Jesus Christ, receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says in the book of Luke 5, 16, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray, regardless of busy schedule. In Mark 1, 35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, Mara, Sipapoda, and went off to a solitary place where nobody saw him, where he prayed to the Father. My God and my King, I pray, the spirit that worked in Jesus, the mind that operated in Jesus, receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, Lord, for the success of this session. We bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, I say by this time next year, the Lord will multiply you and increase you. When you will come back next year, it will be time of testimonies. What you have received here, I speak to everyone as you go back to your different churches, begin to manifest them. It shall be contagious on every member of the church. So shall it be, and so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Amen and amen. I think what I just do is this. Because we just have our offering and then the thanksgiving. I want us to prepare for our offering. Please take your six few minutes and prepare for your offering for this service. And after that we'll call the, the, um, for the thanksgiving of the youths. Let me ask you, how many of you are within 29 to 13 in the congregation? Please stand up if you are within 29 and 13. Stand up where you are. Age. All right. You see, if you are within that age bracket, you are part of youth of rare destiny. I want to say this to you. This year, you might have missed on what God did because you did not show up. But next year, you make up your mind that you will not miss it. Really, from this year, you begin to take your position in the church, if you are not, so that you will be active in everything God is saying to you. Don't, don't take your monthly meeting for a joke, because there are some, some youths who have passed on now to men's group, but it is your own time. And I want to see that everyone, if all of you came yesterday, can you imagine? Those who came were able to ask me personal questions and ask the women, the ladies ask my mama personal questions. And the instruction we give them, the answer we give them, if you are not there, you can't you can understand it. And these are necessary for your life. They are information that will push you forward. So don't let other people come and celebrate your thing. Go take over the steering wheel, and the Lord will strengthen you. I want to thank every one of you who had made it. Put your hands together for yourself. 
Please let's be seated. I'm sure you are you are ready for your offering this hour. Let me pray by your offering. You will be on your seats. The choir have an anthem. They will be, they will be giving you a special rendition. Can an usher help that woman, please? I can't see an usher beside her. If you are short of usher, let me know. The youth can take over straight away. Because I didn't see any usher in this section. You must be strategically positioned so that when somebody has an issue, you get up quick and help them. All right. Okay, let's bow our heads and pray over our giving. I want to speak to God concerning your giving. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. So we are the Royal Destiny Choir. Can I go? And we will be ministering a song titled Never Lost, a.k.a. Never Lost a Battle. Please can I have Deuteronomy 20 verse 4. It says, For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. So this verse, I think, encapsulates what we're about to sing. It's about how God has gone before us for our victory, to fight our battle, and he can never lose. And this even links into our theme of the assignment. Because he has gone before us and because he has fought our victory, now we are enabled to fulfill our assignment, to cast out devils, to preach the kingdom, to heal the sick, and ultimately what he did on the cross, defeating death and sin, was the ultimate battle that he could have fought. And because of that, we now have the victory. So I pray that as we minister this song to you, you would just rethink on that, meditate on that, and it will become a living word inside of you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. 
know what? We're going to stand up together and sing. Anytime I sing this song and I think about the goodness of the Lord, I can't contain myself. He has never lost the battle. Even when it seemed that things were going wrong, God was in the midst of it all. Amen? Amen. He has never lost the battle. He can do to God, he always gives us victory. Lord, we thank you for the victory you have given us to produce income, power to produce wealth. Thank you for enabling us to turn that power loose, so that in the midst of famine, we are blessed. Lord, in the midst of drought, we are refreshed. And so, Lord, out of that which you have given us, we have brought this as a token of thanks to you from our labor. This is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. Amen. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Shall we say amen? Amen. Now keep standing. We are going to just have the thanks given for the youths and let the youths get themselves to the back. And all the youths up there, come down. Break your, your stuff and come and to the altar here hallelujah and you sing as you are going if the choir can go and you can sing when they all come you can go there and lead them 
so that you are leading them, you are singing as you are coming. Today we have. We, I, I will introduce them myself when they when they come out. Come back. We have our brethren from various branches. we're going to the back to coordinate ourselves so let's not forget if you are aged 12 to 30 please come and join us at the back can I get give me a day yeah you got your day you got your day give me an E you got your E you got your E Getting the instrumentalist wake up with us. Hallelujah! Amen. Amen.
Amen. I can't hear myself. Amen. My. Before I pray with you, can I ask how many of you did not register for this conference? Just raise your hands. I'm sure you have the list. Isn't it, Pastor Elizabeth? How many do you have on your list of register? The reason why I'm asking is because I want to take the list of register with all the names. Permit me to pray over your life for three months. So if you have not registered, you must make sure you register. I don't know whether you see how that's your your uh, QR code. You will, you will show it. You will put it on the screen at the end of this meeting. Because the Lord told me when I was doing my studies in Cambridge on high impact leadership that I should raise 1,000 youths in England at a session and told me to build a center that is called Innovative Center, Center for Innovation. And this I submitted it to the school which received a lot of accolades and also support. And I told you that this church is just entering into that season. And so, I will begin from those of you who are here. We could have other youths who, by virtue of one reason or the other, they couldn't make it today, but I will make sure that we get their names so if you have not registered, don't worry about registration. It's, it's closed. They will put it on so that your names will be there. And can I say that in that list, do you have career and all stuff? Yeah, do you have um, something that they can, they can click and get registration so that their names can be registered? Okay, so that they can now, and they can, they can take that. All right, there's a QR code that will be shown to you today. Everybody, both those who are registered already, everybody should just click on that QR code and fill in the QR code. And I, I, I was told by a person that it will show your name, it will show the church you come from, parish that you come from, it will show what your career path is, your degrees that you have, probably where the area where you work, because all these things are necessary for us to be able to help you. Because this house is not just for your spiritual. I want to see some of you that can be placed and um, positioned in place of authority in our country, as God has given me access into some powers that rule in the country. And we can now begin to assign you into those high positions. And we have some of our members here who are already positioned and placed strategically so that we can carry everyone practically into fulfilling of destiny. So make sure that you feel 
that form and if you come to me then spiritually i will be able to pray over you for three months there is no such a thing as impossible that something some good things impossible no all things are possible for those who are in christ jesus your life will be better than ours you didn't answer me if the president of nations asks for people like me the gold globe will ask for you some of you will position in united nations some of you position in the judiciary of our country some of you will represent us in the judiciary of europe some of you will be planted into the region of science and research and all works of life banking and business and stuff like that so get ready but you must take the power law of god ahead of that so my prayer is going to be that you will manifest evangelists among you prophets and teachers and the gift of the spirit will manifest among you as well as you have breaking ground in the area of control of europe is in your hand you will get there let me pray with you father we thank you so much these are the youths of real destiny they have committed themselves over the years under the leadership of their pastor every year you give them vision they bring it to me and there is theme i never give theme to them i never give curriculum to them they study curriculum i look at it it is outstanding as the lord has been directing you you will never have a season in your life that the holy spirit will cease talking to you to your old age you will continue to hear the voice of god the word of god upon you on your mouth and the spirit of god upon you will not depart from the mouth of your children and from the mouth of your generation to come i pray grace over this one's lord some people study on life and they never use it some people labor in life they never wait to enjoy the fruit of their labor i say to you all the knowledge you have acquired in studying in this your new year god will accumulate everything and they will begin to work for you all the experiences you have had and even in the youth meeting god will bring it together and use it to advance the course of your life none of you will die young satan will not be able to touch you the power to refrain from sin receive in the name of jesus for the bible says he who is born of god does not continue to sin because he keepeth himself from sin and the enemy cannot may this word i speak be manifest in your heart this nation is waiting for direction because everyone is confused may god raise you as a staff of honor may he raise you as the staff of direction over nations whichever nation you came from may god accelerate you to the place of decision makers 
The Bible says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit down at my right hand and make all your enemies the footstool of thy feet. Everyone that rises against you shall become your footstool. Throughout the journey of your life, anyone that rises against you will become your footstool. Amen. May the Lord establish the covenant he made with me. May God establish it with you. Amen. The one who gave me encounters, taking me to heaven, may he translate you also into the stadium. The one in the presence of whom I stand, who gave me occasion me to see angels, to talk with angels, may he also endow you with grace. May the fire of the Holy Spirit in you become a conflagration. May the whole of your life and your mind and your body and your wealth be used to the glory of God. As you grow older, you grow wiser. You spoke about decision this week. May God protect your heart from taking decisions that can crash your life. Direction be given to you by God all the days of your life. May you be successful. May you prosper. May you be fruitful. Those of you who have been married among you, may God bless your spouses with you. With deep understanding of the course that God has set your feet. Those of you who are yet to marry, may the Lord guide your steps. You will not make a wrong choice. You will not enter into marriage that you will regret in life. May God, as we have looked at yesterday and over the week, there are some evil spirits that are sent to whisper into the youths to shipwreck the brilliant future they have by making decisions that is temporary that could destroy the future. May God guide your heart and mind from such decisions. They will not have access into you. May you never question your God. May you be full with understanding. May you be full with wisdom of the Spirit. May the Spirit of insight rest upon you. The gift of revelation be given to you. And the Spirit of the fear of God. Lord, this is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. Amen and amen and amen. Pastor, please take the offering from them. All right, we're going to dance. Let me say something to you. I can see some people jumping, dancing. I can see some of you looking like this. Don't let me jump down. Because if you are not jumping, dancing, I think if I touch your body, you will get a little shock. And then you begin to do it. When you come before the altar of God, you dance. You bless God. If you look at London, how many youths in London have your privilege? Some want it, but they don't know where to get it. And those of you from Ireland, the same thing, Birmingham. So when you dance, I want to dance unto the Lord. Give us a danceable song. You are the one who said we should bring our dancing shoes. So give us a danceable song. Everybody look who look who what? <laughs> See what the Lord has done. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Everybody look who look who see what the Lord has done for yes. us.
can we take our seats? So I'm going to do three things. I like to itemize things so that I stay on track. So the first thing I want to do is to invite the following people up to the stage. And Apostle, I was thinking about this yesterday evening. We usually, you know, acknowledge and thank those who have made massive contributions to the youth convention. But the Lord laid it on my spirit that you should pray for them. And I know you've just prayed for us. And in my mind I was thinking, oh, but Apostle just prayed for us. And I felt in my spirit that push again, that doesn't matter. That you should, to acknowledge and to thank them, pray for them, that God will give them strength. So, can the following people come to the front? Sister Shalom Chuku. Sister Sarah Okay. Brother Tega. Sister Ayo Kolarin. Brother Blessed Bassi. Sister Amarachi. Sister Adetola. Sister Ola Oluwayode. Sister Batu, Brother Toby, Dickinie, Sister Lucy, and if I can also call up to the altar, everybody who led prayer contributed behind the scenes. So people like Deacon Amadu, Deacon Jason, Deacon Sengova, those of you that are married, can you please come with your wives? Sister Renee, please come with your husband. Sister Esther, yes, please come. And what was really impressed upon my spirit is that these people oh Deacon Mada and his wife please Sister Luciana Brother Daniel if I haven't remembered your name just come up and the, the reason why is, usually we acknowledge men on earth by giving them gifts. But what greater gift than for the Lord to infuse us with more power to do the work that he's called us to do. And when I was deliberating on this, it became strong in my spirit that these are people who God is using as a representation of a bigger movement of young people in London and across the globe. Apostle said he's setting up a center for innovation. We will be counted in the number when the role is called. Amen. So, Apostle, I'd like to hand over to you. <laughs> Yeah. If we could all please kneel down. No, because you call some people and these babies babies also came. 
if they can. Can you imagine? Can, I, right. can I just say Please. very quickly, <laughs> despite some people having really, really busy work, like yes. busy jobs, having a family, having school. I remember one of the youth told me, Sister Amanda was telling me that she had to do resets for her exam or do something for her exam. They still made themselves available. So we want to give God thanks for everybody's life that is here today. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on blast. Sorry. Oh yeah, Brother Emmanuel Chuku as well, if you could please come down. Thank you. All right, you can kneel down together. Let me anoint you. I didn't know that this is how we're going it. Lord, I thank you for these, these ones. Upon them is the grace and the flame of heaven. Anoint you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for these ones. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, let the grace of heaven rest upon them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may the grace of heaven rest upon them. Lord, you know my desire for them, but beyond my desire you do. Oh, Father, as they have given themselves to the work of the ministry, angels will serve you. Heaven shall be opened over you. Grace shall be multiplied upon you. All this time that you have sacrificed for the service, may the Lord compensate you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the Lord compensate you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord will grant you success in the things of this world. Your life pursuits will never be aborted in the name of Jesus Christ. What shall we do to he that the king is pleased with? He shall make your enemies to carry your armor. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord your God will cause you to excel above your contemporaries in the place of this world. Heaven will open over you, and the powers of hell shall be vanquished before you. Obstacles shall be taken away from before you. Barriers shall be broken before you. You shall excel in every good thing. You shall be fruitful. You shall increase. In the knowledge of this world, you shall increase. In the knowledge of God, you shall increase. In the powers of this age and the honor 
bestowed upon the people of this age, you shall be outstanding. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you. If there be any pressing need in your life, I declare the need met. In Jesus' anointed name. These children have come to the altar. Anoint them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anoint these children in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The cause that your parents have set their foot upon, it shall be your legacy. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen. Shall we stand up together? Put your hands together for these people. Can you get me the names of everybody here today? I have gifts for every one of you. Step three. (laughs) Okay, you can please go back to your seats. Thank you very much. Let's give them a round of applause. So, I said I had three things to do today. That was the first. The second is if you are joining us today for the first time we would like to give you a warm cft welcome so if you could signify just by raising your hand if this is your first time fellowshipping with us today yes we have someone at the back welcome you are happy and excited to see you here today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's service. And if you don't already attend a Bible-believing church, then feel free to join the family. There's so much exciting things that God is doing in our midst, and we can't wait for you to be a part of that. Amen. The final thing I have to do today is give the announcements. So my first announcement, just as Apostle had alluded to earlier on today, we are doing a youth survey. Now, the youth survey is for all youth aged 12 to 30. However, we implore those of you who are above 30 to also take the QR code. One of the things we are working on is utilizing our in-house resources in terms of different career paths that are available for young people to embark upon. So we're looking for people who can give back to this community. I often say that at work we do lots of peer mentoring sessions and mentoring and sponsorship sessions and many of us individually have been mentoring young people in the house. But we want to put a formal framework together so that we can first of all know how many young people we have in the church but second we can develop a robust pool of professionals across the spectrum of the church from different industries who are willing to give back, even if it's just giving us information about opportunities that exist within your industry. So please, please
please, please do the survey. Like I say, it's predominantly aimed at youth, but it's also aimed at building a pool of mentors and sponsors. And I must say a, a brief testimony about this. You know, it came to my remembering, is that, if that's a word, um, Brother Daniel had mentioned to me that he'd come to do work experience at Shell when I used to work for Shell. And I remember Sister Renee. That's how I met Sister Renee as well. So it really made sense to me that, first of all, I'm so proud of Brother Daniel. He's gone on to have a really great career in compliance. And Sister Renee has gone on to have a really great career in HR. But one of them was an evangelistical tool, so I was able to kind of, you know, minister to her the gospel, although she was already a Christian, but we're able to build our relationship and faith in God on that angle. But then also I was able to give back to one of my little brothers in the church that I've known since the day he was born. How amazing is that? Isn't that amazing? Isn't it? That we shine our light in this house first before we shine it to the rest of the world. So I implore you all, I think I've spoken long enough for the QR code to be captured. And if you have any problems with the QR code, please come and see me after the service. Other announcements we have for today. So in line with our usual practice, we have home group today at 7 p.m. And the reflection will be on the books of First and Second Peter. And our home group, uh, we are, will be followed by our prayer session, our daily prayer session this evening at 9 p.m. And we can zoom in, YouTube in, or use the free conference call. Please remember that daily prayers for this week will be a part of the Prophetic Voice Ministers Conference. Can I get a woo? Yes. It's a retreat where men and women fired up with the Holy Ghost can really, really, you know, sink into what God is doing and what God is saying for this season. So please still join the evening sessions via YouTube and Zoom in the event that you will not be attending the retreat. And don't forget, invite your friends and family to your home group tonight. I forgot to say that earlier on. And God will give us boldness and power to speak the word as we are obedient. Now I'd like to invite Apostle A to B. Williams to close the service. Let's have a one, two, and three. Some of us have not done exercise. So when we said three, you were still sitting down. And three. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, what can I do, you know? <laughs> if we vote in this church, these people can vote me out. So I must be very, very much accommodating with them. I'm sure you have been mightily blessed. Go in the peace of God in this week and do great exploits. Yes, let me pick my Bible. I remember to pray for us who are going to the retreat throughout this week, if you are not opportune to go, that we will return in the power of the Spirit. Stretch your hand before the Lord and let me speak God's blessing upon you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. 
May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May the Lord give you all the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he grant all your requests. And may the God of Bethel who appeared unto Abraham and Jacob at Bethel, may he tabernacle with you and fill your heart with revelations of heaven. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Shall we say the grace together? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do His will, working in us that which is well pleasing His sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. General Grace say to somebody, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your lives, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. There shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house.
be unto you according to your confession. God bless you and see you tonight. Please be seated. The ushers will leave you out. Also, just a quick announcement for our delegates from our branches. Please remain seated and someone from the food and hospitality team.